Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's uh, November 3rd, Thursday. Uh, 74, feels like 75, winds windy again, 50 miles an hour out of the south. Southwest. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. It is Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. Um, oh, it's Thursday. I, I think I said the date, November 3rd. Maybe I said it was Thursday. I don't know. I was late getting into the studio. Traffic was getting the best of me today. I, I think you did say Thursday, but what's most important is you're here. Yeah, I made it. I made it with 30 <laughs> seconds to spare. That's probably as tight a window as we've had. But Johnny was prepared to introduce our guest we have in studio the current Lancaster County attorney, it's the Lancaster County County attorney, Pat Condon. He's also running for re-election, and his wife, Carol Ann, are in studio. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, well, uh, we're in the final, what, five days before the election, officially? Officially, yep. Um, excited, ready to get the campaigning part over because you want to do the job. Um, any last-minute... Uh, things that have come out that you need to talk about or address yeah i mean we're just we're just continuing doing what we've been doing over the last year and a half two years i mean uh you know getting out knocking on doors talking to people (laughs) um you know telling them what i have done for the last five years as the county attorney and you know that i'm going to continue doing what i've been doing and that is you know keeping the this community safe and uh prosecuting those who need prosecuting all the all the crimes in you know, that are committed in Lancaster County and, and, you know, giving people the opportunity for our different diversion programs and problem solving courts. When I've studied you and your opponent, uh, one of the things that constantly comes up, and I think people also ask me questions about, is that your office enforces the laws on the books. Correct. Your office doesn't write laws. Correct. That's the legislative that's what and they that do. your opponent has served in the legislative branch and oftentimes is very um, loud about changing laws and thoughts on that. When, in fact, over your history in the county attorney's office, uh, you have been prosecuting cases. You have been enforcing the laws that are on the books. And that is the job. Correct. Correct. That is the job. And the other thing, I mean, along with deciding you know, we don't decide what laws we're going to enforce. We enforce all the laws, and we don't get to decide which laws, you know, we like or don't like. Again, we, we enforce all the laws. And the other thing that he, he says is, uh, you know, that, that, you know, they will investigate things. Well, we're not an investigative agency either. That's the law enforcement portion of it. And that's why, you know, it's just so, it's so important to, to realize the dichotomy of the, of the positions the legislature, the the police, and the and the county attorneys, and what those roles are, and then you know you talk about sentencing. We're not the ones that sentence. It's the it's the judges that impose the sentences on individuals. So whether or not somebody goes to prison, you know, and that you know affects them in in whatever way, that's that's a determination made by a judge, not not by the county attorney. What I think I heard there, and if if you weren't listening good, again, we have Pat Condon, the Lancaster County County Attorney currently and running for re-election he just gave a quick history lesson on what i would call the the cube of law and order in america he talked about the laws being made in the legislative bodies both 
in Washington and in our state here in Lincoln. Um, he talked about the investigative arm or the enforcement arm. That would also be the police departments or the sheriffs. And then he talked about uh, enforcing those laws and bringing those to uh, charges Correct. to the courts. Yep. And then they try those cases, and then the courts ultimately decide what happens to somebody that breaks the law. Um, very good. I am a big fan of breaking things down so that everybody can understand them. And I just, I kind of was like, wait, four, four things. It's a cube. But, uh, you know, I have to back up a second because your wife's in studio. Caroline, thanks for coming in. Sure. Thank you for having me. One of the things I want to ask both of you, because you're citizens of Lincoln and Lancaster County, is how concerned are you about some of the type of crimes and things we have been seeing and um, not just as a citizen, but as you move forward, Caroline, and supporting your husband in the future, as you have done, and Pat, you enforcing those laws to help us make the city safer. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the one thing that we continually see is the drug problem that we have here, and, and more and more so with the fentanyl and getting... Uh, dealing with the fentanyl and the overdose on those things. And, and you know, generally, um, the, it is a, still a relatively safe community that we have here in Lancaster County, but it, it has the, the propensity to go, to go the wrong way. And you see that with the gangs and with the drugs that are coming into this community. So it's important that, you know, as as the prosecutor, as the chief prosecutor, that we keep our eyes focused on on what that is, and it's so important to enforce those those possession cases. And I mean, one, it it allows us to, you know, if we don't have people using the drugs, we can kind of limits what the what the people that are selling the drugs are doing. So we kind of look at that. But then also those individuals that are using drugs, if they have the addiction problems, that's where we can get them into our diversion programs and our problem-solving courts and really work work with them to help them work with their program uh, to, to break their addiction. But, um, you know, again, we, we're there to prosecute, and that's, that's, what, we, that's what we will do. Yeah, absolutely. Carol Ann, um, you know, living and obviously not being the county attorney, but being a a wife and a mother and and uh, living in the community. Have you been concerned over the last couple of years of just different types of crimes that have gone on and how we've, um, as a city, not so much your husband's race, attacked right. some of those issues? Right. Um, I think the thing is, is I get firsthand news about it um, through Pat, obviously, and when he gets those calls any time, night or day, and I'm always asking what's going on, what's going on. And it seems like nine times out of ten, if it is a, it's a crime, it, it seems to always be related to drugs and the gangs. And, yes, I've definitely noticed that. Um, as far as the campaign itself, yes, I'm fearful of how things might be changing in the community. And um, even talking to law enforcement, finding out that, you know, they're fearful as well if people got into those offices that lack the experience and the know-how because they've worked so diligently, the sheriff's office, the police department, and the prosecutor's office to um, keep the community safe. And, you know, you just, they've kept up on it, and you can't be off guard. And the inexperience that may be coming in 
it's like starting all over again. And this is kind of, I mean, you've been doing this as a spouse for a while because you said something that was important there. In the normal course of relationships, you're going to know when your husband gets a late night phone call and has to go in about a case. And it's natural to say, what was that about? And mm-hmm. while there's, I'm sure, specifics, uh, you're going to know something happened, maybe oftentimes more than us. But how has, um, I guess, the lifestyle of both support and a family within the sphere of a county attorney's profession, how gratifying has it been and um, and how proud of you are of your husband for the long service to, to law and order in our community? Well, the, my perspective has changed considerably over the last two years because I've always considered what he he does a a job his passion his calling if you will and suddenly now it's political and it's like well if it was a job i'd feel like we're in a hostile takeover and we're having (laughs) to fight for you know ourselves our job you know his job our community Mm -hmm. our safety of our community and i think too the things that i see that have changed is the work ethic because I mean, I was, I, I can't fathom the idea that people can just walk into a position without knowing much about it because they have certain qualifications. I'm like, can't you at least take an exam like you would have to, to go to college or even get your driver's license right, or drive your car. Right. And so it's like, if, you know, from my perspective, which is very, very, Simple and common, I think, like the common voter thinking, you know, for granted, taking for granted that, you know, there are people out there keeping our community safe and and that if suddenly there's, a, you know, newcomers coming in that don't have an idea and have to start learning, they may know the law, but it's a, it's a big difference. I mean, most of us know the basics of the law. Well, a little bit. I mean, the, the truth is, is uh, what I would say is we generally know right and wrong and what not to do and, you know, where we can speed a little bit, you know, here and there. But but when it comes to the the type of law that you, Pat Condon, you know, enforce, it runs the gamut, right? It, it runs from all kinds of, you know, probably small crime to drugs to sexual assaults and all kinds of things. So there's a deeper understanding and yet a deeper experience level. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Pat, was that at some point, and Carol Ann, um, you brought up a good point, which is just doing the job, kind of like service. Like it's not political. You just go do the job. Um, I actually enjoyed that. It did seem very not political. The reality is the county attorney position is a job of experience, is a job of qualifications. It happens to be an elected position. And in your campaign, I know that's been one of the big things is you've done this your whole adult life, Pat. Yes. Yeah. And and, and, and it and, and as Caroline said, it is a passion. It's been a passion. And and and, you know, I. I got into it so I could get in the courtrooms. I got in the courtroom. I, I liked the, you know, to be able to try cases and do things like that. And I did that. And then I stayed there because of the passion for the job and the service to the community. Um, you know, there's so many different levels here. Uh, your opponent is inexperienced in the courtroom. I mean, that is just a fact. Correct. Um, your opponent is 
been in the legislature. He's popular among some people. I think, folks, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't mean that somebody is a bad or good person. It's just not experienced for the job at hand. And there is a danger if voters don't go with experience and someone who has done it their entire career, there's a passion, has a great track record, knows all the players in that cube of experience from courts to investigators to city officials, right, to, you know, helping courts and and diversion. And, and that's kind of a risk for voters. That's kind of part of this particular race as well for the citizens of Lancaster County. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, you know, we've been at some different things, you know, forums and things like that, where the two of us have been, you know, presenting at that those forums. And, and just the, you know, somewhat the lack of understanding of what this all entails. And, and you know, um, the, my opponent talks about doing different things, but doesn't really say what. I mean, you know, he says, well, we're going to, you know, do more diversion programs. Well, we have five diversion programs. I don't know, you know, what, what it, what's the difference there? And he talks about different uh, problem-solving courts that he wants to start. And, again, things that I've said is, look, you know, I, I've started problem-solving courts. I'm looking at other ones, but there's a per, there's a process that you have to go through. You have to get the permission of the Supreme Court to get that problem Well, and I would say some of that is typical campaign salesmanship. I mean, it's to make yourself different you are the incumbent you have created you have worked with these problem solving courts um you know not there's no one man or woman that creates anything i'm sure you know it's part of a team effort of support um and so sometimes to differentiate you you hear things the reality of that in execution can be far different and we see that um you know and i think that that's what makes this so interesting one of the things I would like to give you time is, you know, tell the voters why it's so important that you get their vote on Tuesday. Well, I think, you know, it is so important for that vote, just as as what Carol Ann said. And that is this is this has been my passion. This is what I know. I know this job when when. When the officers call me at midnight and say, what, you know, we, we have this situation. What should we do? Is this an in-custody death? How should we treat this? Should, who should be investigating this? You know, do we need to get a search warrant? You know, should there be an autopsy? These are questions that I've answered hundreds of times before and, and know the, the, what happens if I get them wrong. And so, you know, I, 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 you know that that is just something that I have, and I have that experience, and I've and and to have somebody come into this that has never prosecuted a case, that hasn't had a motion to suppress, that doesn't know what the issues that could come up in an officer-involved shooting, or in, in you know in in whether an autopsy should be done or not. I mean, people are asking him them those questions, and if they can't answer it, that's a big problem. It's I th- scary. I, I th- it is scary. I think you know. In short, it's you're the only qualified candidate. But add on top of that, you're the only qualified candidate with experience in the job. Carol Ann, uh, I never get a chance to do this, and so I'm going to do it. Why should people vote for your husband, the wife's perspective? Oh, well, that's that's easy. Um, dedication, his dedication to the position, his dedication to his job, in the, and, and not just as county attorney, but always as a prosecutor in the Lancaster County office, has always been top priority, sometimes 
even over some a little too things. much. Yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes to driven yeah. people that want to do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and and yeah, and he's there for all the calls, and he takes the calls. I've seen him take the calls, uh, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, uh, sometimes in the middle of church, and one time even at a dear friend's funeral, which I had to make him at least leave for that one, but. Um, he's just very dedicated and basically he's a very honest man. Our good friends call him, what is it? Dudley Do-Right. Yes, <laughs> Dudley Do-Right. Oh, we didn't want that coming out we on had, air. We always have had a joke in our family that, you know, we tell our kids to make sure you don't get in trouble because if you get in trouble and you get arrested, dad's going to have to prosecute you and you don't, no favors. Nobody's above the law. So, Well, I got to tell you this, folks. I want to thank Pat Condon, the Lancaster County County Attorney, running for re-election, and his wife, Carol Ann Condon, for coming on. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Real quick, if you ever had any elected position that you want to be known with the tagline nickname Dudley Do-Right, it would be county prosecutor. No doubt about it. Maybe a judge. You might not live that down in today's social media, but just roll with it because it's a good one. I can see the memes right now. But... Uh, Pat Condon, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very Thank much. You. I appreciate it. KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Thursday, November 3rd, middle segment, short middle segment here with uh, myself, Jack Riggins, and Johnny Cadillac producing the show here on Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, we just had uh, Pat Condon on, the Lancaster County county attorney running for re-election, and it was nice. His wife, uh, Carol Ann, was in as well, and we got some insight into kind of what the life's been like as a family in the county attorney's office over, you know, three decades and what it's like. Uh, to be in that job, be the spouse, as as well as you know, perspectives of individual Lincolnites on the state of the city and some of these issues. Uh, in the end of the day, folks, I can't tell you how to vote. I, I'm always clear on kind of my politics, um, but there's more at stake in the county attorney's race than just personalities or you know Republican, Democrat, independent values. It's the safety of our city and. I, I think, you know, one candidate is uberly qualified and one is not, and I'll leave it at that. KLIN, 1499. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, folks, here's second segment on Thursday, November 3rd. Uh, 74 degrees, feels like 74, winds uh, out of the south, 14 miles an hour, looks like south-southwest. Uh, been a couple of windy days. I shouldn't have went out to the vaunted golf courses because I just got my face kicked in, and it's just never a fun feeling having the elements and the weather and your lack of ability on those certain days to kick your face in. But... I get to come into the studio and hang out with my good friend, Johnny Cadillac, producing I Am Your Host, Jack Riggins. Pat Condon and his wife, Carol Ann, were on for a segment. Uh, I, s- I suspect that'll be the last time we talk to them before the election. Coming up, folks, Tuesday, November 8th. Um, I have a great question I'm going to get to by a texter. Um, I don't even, I like to say long-time texter, long-time listener, uh, Scott. Actually, Scott is the most uh, consistent every day meets me at the office with a text for Drive Time Lincoln, and I so much appreciate it because, Scott, maybe nobody else is listening, but I know you're listening, and I enjoy doing the show, and I enjoy your participation. But his question is to me, what are your thoughts on Biden's speech last night? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, yeah, I'll absolutely go into that. $20,000. Without... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, one of the things I've tried to promise myself as we get close to elections is that I won't get so spun up. I almost have an embolism over subjects like Joe Biden in particular. Uh, But that doesn't mean that I won't offer an opinion here and there, right? Uh, (laughs) Having said that, again, folks, one of the core reasons for me that I took the show was to help talk about the issues, local, state, national, from a person that's in your community, is from here, has lived here, has served our country, and just say what I'm feeling, what my opinion is, right? I don't care if other people don't like. That's a great thing about America. It's just my opinion. I want each and every one of you that listen to the show or don't to go get educated about the election process and our leaders and be informed voters. That is the root motivation for why I do this show, right? Whether you like the show or you don't like the show, That's kind of irrelevant to me. What I want to do is create a platform that clearly is different from the major media outlets and the complete narratives that are being thrown at us every day and try to interview and talk to people that you and I can meet on the street and we can ask them questions and we can provide our input and our thought And then we can start to have conversations, and in those conversations, we can find common problems, and then we can find solutions. Something that I think is lacking in America. And then that has to do with, in a broader picture, getting all of us, who's ever in the sphere of KLIN News, interested in listening to political speak and ideas, to understand our process, and then to go out and be educated and participate in democracy on the issues. Because we as a whole, as Americans, are not an educated voting base. We're not both Republican and Democrat. We both have veered to far left, far right, 
sound bites to guide our thinking when we're better than that or we should be better than that because it's the one darn thing that our freedom allows us to be able to do. And so on Tuesday, next week, November 8th, go out and vote. If you're not educated on local candidates right now, you have all the time in the world to research. Go back, listen to shows where we've talked a lot about them. Go look at the websites of all the candidates. Try to get educated. And then cast your ballot for a better Lincoln. Whatever that vision is for you. Like I said, I'm satisfied. I've told everybody this. And I I know it will never change. I will be satisfied when 100% of the registered voters in an area, in this case, Lancaster County, go vote. Then I know that everybody has spoken and exercised their freedom and their part in this great experiment. And whatever that is, we all should be able to live with it. It becomes a little difficult when you look at the numbers and realize only about one-third of us are participating in the decision cycles for who will represent us in a perfect world, quote-unquote, represent, and then the decisions that are being made, because they can be very skewed, okay? So, you know, that's what it's about, and we're going to continue tomorrow. We're not going to... We may have a little political talk, um, but we do have Matt Schulte on from Youth for Christ. They've got a new fundraiser they're doing, and Matt's a great friend of the show and KLIN, so love giving him the platform. On Monday, we'll have James Michael Bowers back, a Democrat running for uh, District 46 uh, State Legislature, also a member of our city council. Um, Had a great conversation with him on air and even better off air. Uh, for about an hour, um, and I would I would love to sit down and chat with that guy. He has a lot of deep thoughts on politics, America, Lincoln, and he also absolutely sees this city and this county different than I do. But I guarantee you we can sit down and have a conversation civilly, and we can talk through different ideas and thoughts, and I think that's healthy. Maybe one day we'll get to the point that we can do that on air, but we definitely want to let him come on this show and talk about his candidacy uh, up there in uh, the north uh, east side of Lincoln. Or is it northwest? Did I screw that up? James Michael Bowers, if I screwed that up, you, you can hammer me. Um, <laughs> that might be where political leanings get the best of me there and not knowing the exact district. <laughs> uh, hey, folks, Salvation Army Turkey Drive. Uh, this year, more than ever, families in Lincoln need your help. To have a warm holiday meal. Please join us for the Salvation Army's annual turkey drive on Friday, November 4th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at two convenient high V locations this year. Williamsburg near 40th and Old Cheney and 70th and Pioneers. Your donation makes a difference with KLIN, High V and the Salvation Army. Get all the info about the Salvation Army turkey drive at KLIN.com. All right, Scott. My thoughts on Joe Biden's speech last night. Wow, I could go a million different directions on that one. I didn't listen to it in its entirety, but clearly I pay a little bit of attention to other media outlets, and I have heard clips. I have heard other monologues on it. Here's the thing. I think to a objective person, 
okay? And and I believe I'm objective. I do on this particular thought process or one thought, right? Then I'll tell you where I'm going to be political. Objectively, Joe Biden, by all my adult learning and education, you know, <laughs> university growing up seeing people is in cognitive decline. It's just my observation, my what I believe to be fact. That is what I see. So having said that, to me, it is embarrassing to have a president of the United States that clearly is in cognitive decline and repeatedly makes mistakes both verbally, socially, and in his movements that older people that all of us know and love, if we pay attention to them, do. Okay? So that is painful to me because it's difficult to trust how he can handle that job. Nonetheless, I mean, I'm not even going to go into the rant about elder abuse and how would anybody who cares about Joe Biden as a human being, you know, those close family and friends, put him in this situation. But it is ultimately sad. Now, politically, me, the radio talk show host, you know, with my views and my thoughts, I have no idea other than some kind of rogue Hail Mary why they are sending Joe Biden out in her, his current form to continue to give the type of speeches he gives. Because it seems to me it is alienating Democrats, right? Because if, if he's not too far left in his messaging, then... You know, they're up in arms, right? He can't reach moderate Democrats, you know, people that we all used to work with across the aisle because it's not rogue enough to the people on the far left. And then he's constantly putting out information that has to be fact-checked or not fact-checked. If it's fact-checked, we find out it's a a lie for instance you know he did three in one day it was that you know his son was killed in iraq uh it was that he talked to the uh (laughs) maker of insulin and then there was another one i mean it's comical right but he can't be helping their candidates in these down ballot races he really can't so some of their messaging has failed, and so I think that he is out giving the speeches because, well, he's the president of the United States. It's part of his responsibility to try to help get the Democratic Party across the finish line. Um, but it just exposes more of what I said in the first point, which is that he is in clear cognitive decline. And I don't know how any objective American can trust that he is fit to be the president of the United States. And so let me give you an example. I was in a text thread with some other former service members, people that have commanded warships, right? People that have commanded SEAL teams. Nobody, nobody in command of our warships, our nuclear codes, for instance, up at STRATCOM right now, um, and our launch authorities, nobody would be in those positions with Joe Biden's cognitive ability. 
they would have been tested and they would have just been told, you know what, age has gotten the best of you. Think about that. Think about the standard that the United States military and probably a vast majority of businesses in America and their senior executives hold them to in health and welfare. And Joe Biden's not even close. Yet, in the case of the military, right, he's getting a free pass and he's up there in the presidential you know, bunker in the White House making decisions. It's, it's strange. So I don't think he's helping Democratic candidates. I think that it's exposing more and more his cognitive decline and his inability to do the job. And then the whole system of uh, essentially the circus that has to keep him moving and then retract what he says, put in another words uh, in the briefings. But I, I, I'm kind of delaying because here's what I really don't like. And this goes, if there's a Republican president next time, or it's Joe Biden right now. I've said this since before the last election. The president of the United States has a responsibility to all Americans. And they have a responsibility to try to create an environment and work towards a better and closer America. I understand you have to say all these things to get elected, clearly. But once you're in the office, you have to factor in for all of America. And what Joe Biden has done, in my opinion, has doubled down on far-left policies, woke agenda, pandemic, and driven whatever stake was there when he assumed office even deeper in to the American people and the psyche. And nothing speaks of that more than when he takes and makes comments in a presser before an election about ultra MAGA. I can't even say the word. Like, MAGA to me is, so what? It's a political marketing ploy, folks. It's not America. America is the Constitution of the United States. And it's people and the flag. And our system. It's not MAGA. MAGA is a marketing toy. It's like build back better. It's the same thing. But he is throwing spears at probably a hundred million Americans when he says that. And then goes, I don't know why we're so divisive. You're the president of the United States. And you just called out one third of your country in a way that through other operatives, your party is continuing to talk about Nazism, overthrows, and things that aren't real. That is conduct unbecoming the commander-in-chief. Period. End of story. And it's disgusting. Then he goes on, you know, repeatedly and talks about You know, the pandemic's over. Oh, the pandemic's back. You are a leader of people, man. Come on, man. You know, use his line. Come on, man. What what is going on? Right? And so we are left with, do we continue 
with Joe Biden and Democratic policies, which in two years have driven a wedge into America, have sank our economy, have made us all pay for more stuff. Law and order is rising around the country. People that work in law and order are jettisoning. Our school test scores are down. Is, is America winning on any front in Joe Biden's America? And for that, Frank, you know, Gaylord Baird here in Lincoln. The answer is no. Some places were hold the line. I'll give them that. But we're not winning. And that's not America. And so, in the end, what is Joe Biden doing? It seems the only thing that Democrats can do and sell is you got to hate Donald Trump. You got to hate the orange man and the, and the ultra mega people. What? What in the world? I mean, you try to impeach the guy how many times? You've got investigations going. You January 6th. I mean, everybody sees through your lies. So I guess what I would say is get a better liar up there. Get a better liar up there. Get a better Joe Biden. Because this one is used and worn out. KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Oh, hey, we're back. My bad. Hey, we've got a caller, so I'm just deciding whether I want to take it. It's Commander Jack. This is Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, Johnny looks like he wants me to take that call. Um, it is Everyman Dan. Oh, okay. Real quick. Everyman Dan, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Come on, man. Hey, we got to get the vote out, Jack. Republicans and conservatives and independents, they have to vote and get these people out of office. It's been going on too long. This whole city is run down with these people that break the law and can't follow their own rules and make rules that everyone has to live by but them. All right, Dan, a quick call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Every man, Dan, there on Derive Time Lincoln. I do appreciate the call, Dan. i got to close the show, but uh, thank you. Good. Thank you. All right, you know, well, he's right. I mean, here's the deal. The other thing about Joe Biden, I, I kind of forgot it. What is he doing talking about votes are going to be delayed, you know, pimping early voting as if that's our system? Early voting in the numbers is not our system. Go to the polls and vote is our system. But now he's talking about delays in voting. So he's setting the stage. And if, for especially all the election integrity people, if, in fact, there are major delays in this election, uh, because of counting ballots, boy, we're going to have us a problem. I mean, we're too savvy of a country to have these type of problems. But I don't like that. He's setting something up. There's a game in play. Um, I want to say this. I want to make my call right now. I've been thinking about this a lot. Don't have any particular inside information. I believe Mickey Joseph is the head coach at the University of Nebraska football. From here to whatever his contract says. That's my call. That's what I think. And I'm hoping for a red tsunami on Tuesday. KLIN 1499.3. This is Drive Time Lincoln with Commander Jack.